0: Hi, everybody. The George Wilder Jr. Hi, everybody. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. All right, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show, folks. We are dead on the air here, and uh, it's another rainy day in the city of Chicago, and raining all right our, all right welcome to the George Wilder Junior show broadcasting we're live if we're not podcasted you know but we are live this is not a podcast but it soon will be so it doesn't matter really truly uh it's dull gray uh, raining cubs are playing they're trying to clinch it tonight they they're down one to nothing so far in the bottom of the eighth inning uh if they do clinch it they have won they'll move on to the next uh, 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 the next ball club uh, uh, in the series on their way to the World Series right so but if they don't do not clinch it tonight there's a game tomorrow and that that will be Okay, I'm trying to listen to the ball game and try to do the radio show at the same time. I don't think that's gonna work, right? All right, uh, <laughs> uh, I was talking about the California fires yesterday. It's just devastating. Every, every hour, every, every 30 minutes, maybe to every hour to every uh, few hours, it's sounding more devastating than it did the last time. And a lot of those folks are homeless and these fires and these natural disasters as i was saying yesterday they, they don't care what color you are they don't care what what is your income they don't care of whether you're uh, rich or poor or educated or not educated um what you know and what you don't know i mean when we get this when these disasters happen and they do happen frequently it seems like um they just destroy everything in their past they don't give a damn about if you're a Republican, Democrat, or independent, I mean, when these natural disasters, they just maim and kill and take away everything and take away happiness and stuff like this. And we get a lukewarm response from our government. You know, I mean, what, what can you expect the Trump administration? What can you expect? All right. Uh, tune again. Thanks for listening to the George Walter Jr. Show. I know that uh, I appreciate your time and I do, um, uh, I do appreciate your time because I mean your time is your time, and uh, you're taking parts part of your time to listen to the George Wilder Jr. Show, and that will always be at the forefront of my mind. You know, we try to make the show as best as possible with what with little income, <laughs> if 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 there is any income at all. But I have I have fun doing the show, and I have fun being uh, uh, being the head of the show I mean I have fun because the show is my show and you know there's nothing uh that do not go on on this show without my input without me being there without me actually running the show running everything and it's great when it's it's great when you're your own boss that is no doubt about it it is beautiful when you're your own boss as the song says work when you want to work You're your own boss. Work at what you want to do. You're your own boss. It's great. And I am my own boss. And I love it. And you ask any entrepreneur out here, you ask any young person, any old person uh, that's doing it for themselves will tell you it's a great feeling not to have, not to be working for someone else. Not to have having to be mistreated, have your ideas stolen away from you and credited to someone else. It's a great it's a great feeling. You you don't have to worry about uh, people backbiting, <laughs> backbiting you, micromanaging. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. You know you don't have to worry about oh the boss is coming. We better get we better. Uh. You don't have to worry about anything. You're your own boss. There's nobody looking over your shoulder, and, uh, watching what you do, or criticizing you, and all that kind of stuff. You're your own boss. You make uh, I and I love it. I book the shows. I go out looking for the guests. The guests they come looking for me. People who want to be on the show, I look for them. They look for me. It's a it's a it's a two way thing here at the George Wilder Jr. Show. Uh, I have guests who wants to be on the show. Sometimes I have so many I I can't can't possibly book them all. But I have to, being, being the um, entrepreneur and the boss of my own show, I had to look at people's uh, uh, bi- biographies, bios, the short stories or whatever they want to talk about and make a decision on should this person be on the show or shouldn't this person be on the show. If it was up to me, I, I'd have everybody who, who want to be on the show be on the show. But sometimes that's not possible you know it's not possible some <laughs> you know it, it's just not possible i don't wanna, i don't like booking people up in 3 months ahead of uh today's date you know if i'm going to book you if say it's september uh it's october uh I, I do the booking from october to november december will be another cycle you know it, getting back it is so much fun being your own boss doing your own thing working when you want to work you know I mean, it's fun, I mean, and uh, instead of giving all your time and effort to someone, to some job that may be disrespecting you, may be mistreating you, may be underpaying you, uh, may maybe trying to undercut you, make you look bad, or rumors and all of these things gelling on around you, Bad managers, bad supervisors, people that just don't give a damn, bad work environment. It is so well, it is so great to work for yourself. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who love what they do, and that's great. That's beautiful if you love what you do, if you work for someone else and you love it. I, I could never work for someone else and, and love it. It's just not me. I, I like to do things for myself, I like to be on my own. I like to come up with my own ideas and, and do this and do that. You know, um, it's just not for me. Working for someone else is, is, from my view, is a waste of time. It's a waste of your time and your energy working for someone else. I mean, you work with somebody for 20 years, 30 years. What are you going to do? And, and, you know, suddenly you get laid off. And all of a sudden you're at home collecting unemployment. Now, what? Have, I mean, it's like a waste. There's nothing wrong with working for someone else for, I've said this before, there's nothing wrong with working for someone else for maybe five or ten years. But during that five or ten years, make sure you're trying to develop your own, your own talent and your own uh, uh, efforts in, and towards working for yourself. You know, spend that time working for someone else, learning about how to work for yourself, what you want to do. Do not work at some job for twenty, thirty, forty years. Suddenly, you know, you're laid off or you decide to quit for whatever reason and all of a sudden you're laying at home on the couch with nothing to do, then suddenly the bills are due. You gotta collect unemployment. When your unemployment one runs out, then you have to run to the government and you know you're not gonna get anything there, and suddenly your your house is gone. Your car is gone. It is so uh I, i'm not saying that's that's going to happen to everybody i mean it doesn't happen to everybody but most some people it does and for those who do know what i'm talking about so it, it's it's great for me to do that and i've been doing it for years and it, it's it's um it's rewarding it really is I mean I've worked for other people I mean I've worked for them and I've done great jobs by working for them and a lot of them when I left them they were they were sad and they said oh no don't you go George you know but I realized that it wasn't meant for me to work for someone else I mean I have this talent I have this drive I have this I am ambitious I have um um like I said, drive, and that's what—that is the reason why I have this show, and I'm an author, and that—that's that, the reason why I have so many uh, projects that I'm working on in terms of being an author. I mean, when you have, when you know, when you are creative, you know, when you're talented, and when you're talented, and you, and there is that bit of creativity stuck inside of you you know that you have to get that out. I mean, you just have to, if you are a talented person and you, and you like to create, you, you have to do that. It's part of your demeanor. No one can stop you. There, there might be some people out there who might try to stop you from being creative, stop you from being ambitious, stop you from trying to be the best you can be. But deep inside of you, you know that they can't do that because you know, no matter how much hardship that, that they try to put on you, one day you're going to break away and your talent is going to shine. It's going to shine. All right. I don't know. Okay. Uh, uh, thank you for listening on Black Talk Radio. You can always follow me on um, uh, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Google, Twitter. I'm all over the place. You know, and I'm still thinking in my head about these uh, wildfires. It's just crazy The families were jolted out of their beds. There's folks that are missing. I think there's about 20 people dead and counting in California, and uh, it it's <laughs> it's it's horrible. So we have to pray for those folks. I've talked about this uh, uh, in detail uh, on yesterday's show. All right, the next thing we got here is that the Secretary of State Rex Tillerson calls calls Donald Trump a moron. You know, that was some of the talk about two or three days ago that this guy, his secretary of state calling Donald Trump a moron. I mean, and the media, the talk shows and the comedians are making such a big deal out of this. I mean, I know a lot of people who have called him a lot worse than that. Moron, is that's just pretty light. I It's people out here that I'm talking about in the millions calling Donald Trump. I'm not going to say what they're saying about him on this show, at least not using some of the verbiage that they use. But a lot of people are just <laughs> I mean, Donald Trump can't catch a break. I mean, if the election was held today, Donald Trump would be out on his ass, and he knows it. So calling Donald Trump a moron is pretty, pretty light, you know. People call. I mean, it, it, it is it it is something else. And Donald Trump, uh, he never rex Tillerson, the Secretary of State, Trump's pick. So rex tillerson never denied even when he was asked directly did he call the president a moron he never denied it i mean he didn't say he did but he didn't say he did not so by him not saying that he did not call the president a moron he called the president a moron you know but still in all a lot of people a lot of americans are calling Donald Trump a lot worse than that. Wow. Believe me, I've seen it, I've heard it, and <laughs> and it's it's a lot more harsher than uh moron. But I guess coming from Donald Trump's Secretary of State, it it makes news. I mean because uh the people out here in America, I mean we're just ordinary folk, but calling him everything this or that, but the Secretary of State, uh, an employee in his own cabinet in the White House, calling him a moron. I mean, let's face it, folks. I mean, Democrats, Republicans, everybody in Washington is calling Donald Trump a moron and worse than that. They might not call call it a moron or a piece of shit to his face, but they're saying it in the back rooms. <laughs> they might not say it in front of the camera, but they're saying it in the back rooms and at the bars, or whatever, wherever they're going. But Republicans and Democrats and independents in Washington, they are calling this man um, a whole lot of names. I mean, who? if you think about it, Donald Trump is the king of name calling. He is the king of name calling, and he loves to try to and he loves to fire people. He loves it when you lose your job. I mean, if he's going to and he will try to help you to lose your job. I mean, with the NFL, I mean, this NFL thing, Donald Trump and uh, Mike Pence's stunt. This was just racial. These two men are just trying to divide the country even more than what it is. And they know it, but they will deny it if you ask them. These are, I mean, we've got white supremacists in the White House. We've got the KKK. We've got the uh, white nationalists. We have uh, the Godfather in the house. I mean, these these criminals are in our house, trying to make life difficult for each and every one, each and every one of us Americans. And we have to do something about that. We, as I've said so many times, there's no time to sit around and cry and and get sick over this and this stuff is if you have a disease if you're in a wheelchair if you have a life-threatening disease this don't let what's happening in the white house (laughs) excuse me in the white house and in the world make your disease a lot better a lot worse i'm sorry a lot worse you know you got people out there all this What's happening in the world? We got Donald Trump. Oh, my God, he's still in. When, is, when are they going to impeach him? I'm getting sick. My 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 heart is about to stop. Now, see, that kind of thing is no good. But you got people out there like that. Oh, my God, I wish people could just love one another and get that man out of there. He's no good. Get up off your ass and stop crying. Make calls to your senator, your representative, your district uh, manager, whoever the hell who represents you, and and tell them to vote this guy out, to throw him out. Uh-oh, uh-oh, I believe the Cubs are in trouble. They are in trouble. The National, (laughs) they leave five to nothing. The Cubs are going to lose this one. We will be right back, folks. I mean, this is a stunner. Uh, uh, Chicagoans were thinking that the Cubs were going to take it away tonight. They were going to clinch, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. We will be right back. ...paid
1: for through the Ukrainian president's political party.
2: I think it's not all money for...
3: Keith Olbermann, and this is The Resistance. The White House continues to deny that the Attorney General's demand for the resignations of all 46 incumbent U.S. attorneys around the country, and the subsequent optical disaster of the firing of New York's U.S. Attorney, Preet Barrara, was instigated by a paranoid Sean Hannity TV segment demanding the immediate purge of everybody in the government who had worked for President Obama. The circumstantial evidence, however, supports the theory that it was Hannity's puppeteer hand up Trump's So last night, we had another football game. Um, This is, of course, Monday Night Football. After all, the other games have been played, for those of you who don't live in America, but live in a box instead. Anyway, it was the Cowboys versus the Cardinals. uh, And Donald Trump was going to get in on the action and triple down on his criticism of the NFL. Of course, of course he was. And then I'll tell you what Dallas did. He said, debooing at the NFL football game last night when the entire Dallas team dropped to its knees was loudest I have ever heard. Great anger. Okay. Okay. I I heard it. It was definitely not the loudest I ever heard. There was definitely booing. They were in Arizona. (laughs) So this is the worst talking point in American history. Like when Steelers didn't come out for the national anthem and they came out later in Chicago where they were playing (laughs) Chicago, the fans booed. That's because they're the opposing team the Arizona mm. players were also locking arms. So that makes no sense. They were booing the Cowboys when they took a knee because they're the opposing team. And look, I grant you that some of them might have been opposed to the kneeling or whatever, but that wasn't the only reason why. Okay, so let's show it to you, by the way, here's what it looked like. And that uh, was all the players, the coaches, and even as you see right there, Jerry Jones taking a knee, the owner the very, very wealthy, uh, uh, cons- as far as we know, conservative, Chris Christie hugging owner of the Dallas Cowboys, man, Trump is such a disaster. He got billionaire owners to take a knee in, uh, not necessarily in unison with, but in sympathy with Colin Kaepernick, who they were keeping out of the league. Man, you are an epic fail, you're a living, breathing epic fail, Donald Trump. So, and Jerry Jones was not the first to lock arms with his players, Shahid Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguars was, but he was the first to take a knee. Now, that what they did was they took a knee before the anthem, and then they went and locked arms during the anthem. So they're trying to have it both ways. That's okay, that's okay. I think to me that was it's a wonderful sign overall of not just unity, but saying, look, we're not just locking arms. We are, in fact, taking a knee, but we don't wanna offend the people that think that it's the anthem is sacrosanct, and if you're in the wrong body position during the anthem, they're also gonna get upset. Or maybe some of the players would also get upset, and you wanna respect their thoughts and their rights as well. So okay, so how does Trump take this? It's a double slap at him. Not only do they all take a knee, but during the anthem, they also lock arms. So no, 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 Trump has a different take on it, and he says, but while Dallas dropped to its knees as a team, they all stood up for our national anthem. Big progress being made. We all love our country, peace <laughs> solved it, no, they took the knee against you, and they locked arms during the national anthem against you as a sign of unity, saying that what you're doing is unacceptable. It's not like they were locked, the whole league was locking arms before the national during the national anthem yeah, before you see, made your comments, yeah, it was no, only they some they of they the players, the and decision. it was all in, as a show of unity for the protest that Kaepernick started. Now he's trying to twist it like, oh, yeah, well, during the anthem, the protests that they're doing, that was, we're making progress. We're making progress. You are such a child, a sad, sad child, baby. Um, then Trump tweets, ratings for NFL uh, football are way down, except before the game starts when people tune in to see whether or not our country will be disrespected. Not worried about police brutality, not worried about African-Americans and their, their, plea for justice here, not worried about the freedom of speech of the players or anyone else. What's the ratings doing? What's the ratings doing? And then, is it true that the ratings are up before the game? No, there's no evidence to that. just made that up. It's like, oh, but I got good ratings. I got them good ratings before the game, then they have bad ratings afterwards. Got you. No, you didn't get anybody. You're a fool. You turned the entire league against you. Okay. But he doesn't get it, man. He really doesn't. According to people who were at... Um, gathering um, of right-wingers. He brought them in. Uh, He was excited. He thought he was winning. It's like Charlie Sheen standing on a roof with a a machete going, I'm winning, I'm by winning. Anyway, he told those uh, supporters, it's really caught on. It's really caught on. No, you schmuck, protests against you have caught on. You are so unbelievably dumb. Okay, he said, I said what millions of Americans were thinking. Now, that actually has some degree of truth to it, unfortunately, because uh, it is nowhere near the majority of Americans. But there are, there is, there's 330 330 million people in the country, and there is some percentage who think, come on, man. Not that police brutality is not that bad, and they, a lot of them might think that, and a lot of them might say that. But for most of them, I think that they think, I just don't want to hear about it, because it's not my problem. I mean, if it's your 12-year-old son getting shot in a park in two seconds flat, uh, well, that's your problem, not my problem. I just don't want to hear about it. It makes me uncomfortable, right? If it's disproportionately African-Americans who were shot, even though they didn't have any weapons at all, even though in some of the cases they're complying with police, and even though statistically it's worse, I don't want to hear about it. And unfortunately, that is true for a lot of Americans, well, at least it was true on the, until Donald Trump came in, and now the whole country's hearing about it because he, he was he, he bungled it so badly that he's turned hundreds of millions of Americans against him. So, but he can't stop. He's going to double down further here. Let's go to video one where he's asked about it today. I think this is actually literally his fifth time uh, doubling down. So is this quintupling down? Let's watch. Well, I wasn't preoccupied with the NFL. I was... Uh,
1: ashamed of what was taking place because to me that was a very important moment. I don't think you can disrespect our country, our flag, our national anthem. Uh, To me, the NFL situation is a very important situation. I've heard that before about was I preoccupied. Not at all. Not at all. I have plenty of time on my hands. All I do is work.
3: Uh, Don't say I have plenty of time on my tiny little hands. You're supposed to be focusing on Puerto Rico. You've got devastation down there. And he's like, i got plenty of time on my hands, so I can go around picking fights with the NFL. And all I do is work. We see you golfing every weekend. We have TV cameras. We can see it. We have eyes. He's not done yet. It doesn't take me long
1: to put out a wrong, and maybe we'll get it right. I think it's a very important thing for the NFL to not allow people to kneel. During the playing of our national anthem
3: to respect our country yeah, and right. to respect our flag.
1: They
3: come back and the other dude back. there is like, what am I doing here? Am I, why am I here? Please make the pain stop. Okay. Anyway, when the president, the leader of the government, says that people should be made to kneel or fired if they kneel and should be forced to not speak their minds, we have a significant constitutional issue. If the teams on their own decide to take action, that's private action. When Trump does it, it's public action. And we're supposed to have freedom of speech in this country. And He's basically saying if you exercise your freedom of speech, you should be fired. That's a massive problem. It's gotten so bad, I'm going to go to video three here. Even Killmead might have turned on him. <gasps> Watch. The, the,
2: the president, and I understand his sentiment, made things so much worse. And the language he used was terrible. When you have Robert Kraft coming out against you, you know you've gone too far. Robert Kraft spends time in the Lincoln bedroom. He's friends with President Trump beyond their, their wealth and their riches and their circles. He made things immeasurably worse by speaking out. And I know what his intention was, but the language used was, it was just, it was galvanizing the wrong direction.
3: He made things immeasurably worse. Even Fox and friends were saying that, you've lost Kill Me, you've lost Kraft, you've lost Jerry Jones. What do you have left? But another one, he puts out a tweet, the NFL has all sorts of rules and regulations. The only way out for them is to set a rule that you can't kneel during your national anthem. He is now saying, as the leader of the government, you should not allow it and it is your only way out. He has no idea what's in our Constitution. He doesn't know anything about this country. He doesn't know about our principles. All he cares about is himself. He's such a buffoon. And so when the NFL was asked about it, Joe Lockhart, that's the NFL's executive vice president of communications and public affairs, talked about (laughs) how everyone in the locker room was united against Donald Trump's comments. And then he had this nice little comment. He said, Everyone should know, including the president, this is what real locker room talk is. Damn, nice little reference with Access Hollywood tapes from the campaign. Shots fired. Uh, And friendly fire. Trump is a disaster. He's not winning with this strategy. In this case, quite literally. Help us build independent media together. Come join us. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Making the world a better place <laughs> one show at a time. The George Wilder Jr. show is now. The George Wilder Jr. show is now on
4: the air. <laughs> All right.
5: fact that today is September 11th and that it has been 16 years since the horrible attack that happened just downtown from where we're sitting, as well as D.C. and Pennsylvania. Yeah. 16 years. 16 years. Time really does fly. Really does fly. And of course, all weekend, Hurricane Irma was everywhere she hit florida yesterday as a category four hurricane and wreaked havoc but has now been downgraded to a tropical storm we want everybody uh to do everything you can to stay safe Mm -hmm. but the storm was the hot topic on television all weekend lots of reporters holding on (laughs) blowing Blowing around blowing this way (laughs) blowing that way i mean what did you? Th- <laughs> <laughs> what was- did you think when you're watching
6: all these people? You know, oh yeah. <laughs> Well, I I naturally had ABC wanted us to make sure we stressed that we took efforts to uh, make sure reporters were safe. I know a lot of them were tethered, which is reassuring. They were tethered to the balconies. Yes. And Amy Robach, who's a good friend (laughs) of mine, I did write her at one point because I knew she was covering it. And I said, Amy, I'm really freaked out right now watching this. She said, don't worry. We are being, we are taking precautions and getting out of the way. But there was nothing else you could watch. And like, I, I, I know it's important, but you have. 24 hour news stations that, like, maybe could have taken a little news break to say, because news doesn't stop for national or yeah. natural disasters. They could have said, you know, yeah. like, FYI, this is what you're also missing. Because it was, it was, it was. It, it was- hard. I found it to be a little exploitive. Like, I, I understand um, that reporters need to tell us what's going on. But I don't know that you need to tell us what's going on with all the water and the, the, the wind. And And it's like, they're, they're telling people not to go outside, but they're outside. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't understand. And then I, I saw one reporter say, um, you know, those of you who are affected by the storm keep on watching us. I'm like, five million people lost power. They can't watch you so it's just the rest of the world watching and I I just if Felt well, well ridiculous. It, it, it helps
4: in a certain way because it sh- tells the Rush Limbaughs of the world, this is real. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> that's true. This is really happening. So, yeah. you yeah. know, get out now. Yeah. <laughs> he's saying, oh, it's nothing. Right? Yeah. But really, what bothered me is that people are saying, like Pruitt, this, uh, the EPA head of the mm-hmm. EPA, is saying, this is not the time to discuss global warming. Well, mm. you know, when is the time? When the water's over your head? When is the time exactly? Yeah. yeah. This
6: it is the unexpected remark pitting the president against the most powerful sports league in the country.
2: Wouldn't you love to see one of these NFL owners, when somebody disrespects our flag, to say, get that son of a bitch off the field right now, out, he's fired.
6: He's fired! And its athletes are blasting President Trump for saying players who kneel during the national anthem should be fired and that fans should walk out in protest of those players. Here's just some of the reaction now from NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. Divisive comments like these demonstrate an unfortunate lack of respect for the NFL, our great game, and all of these players, and a failure to understand the overwhelming force for good our clubs and players represent in our communities. And then there's this from Buffalo Bills star LaShawn McCoy. It's really sad, man. Our president is a expletive from Max Garcia of the Broncos. What an emphatic response. Where was this passion in response to Charlottesville? Now, athletes from other sports are also weighing in, including Chris Paul. The president of the NBA Players Union said this, "I doubt he's man enough to call any of those players a son of a bleep to their face." Now, in the last hour, the president doubled down on Twitter. He says if a player wants the privilege of making millions of dollars in the NFL or other leagues, he or she should not be allowed to disrespect our great American flag or country and should stand for the national anthem. If not, you're fired. Find something else to do. Joining me now to discuss CNN political commentator and former chairman of the Missouri Republican Party, Ed Martin. A. Scott Bolden, the former chairman of the Washington, D.C. Democratic Party and current chairman of the National Bar Association Political Action Committee. Former ESPN senior editor. Keith Reed and CNN senior media correspondent and host of Reliable Sources, Brian Stelter. So, Ed, I want to start with you. Where did these comments even come from, given the president was there, he was campaigning for Luther Strange, we have North (laughs) Korea, we have health care. Why is he picking this fight?
7: Well, I think there's two answers to that. The first one is, and I really am thrilled and I'm grateful again to the president for saying what most Americans feel. I mean, you know, it's really an insult to... Americans if uh, guys are kneeling dirt about the flag. There may be people that they object to that they should protest. Maybe they're unhappy about work conditions or something. But we, the people, people that die for the country and defend the country, we respect the flag. So I think the president's channeling a lot of what we feel. But the second thing is, is politics. In Alabama, do you think Bear Bryant or Nick Saban would ever let their players kneel during the national anthem or disrespect the flag? Never. So, you know, he's trying to win a race for Luther Strange. And uh, I think he did a great job. The country is talking talking. about respecting the flag instead of employees of a team or a business disrespecting the nation. I think that's pretty neat. I think it's exciting.
6: Well, why wasn't the president as direct when he was talking about the white supremacists in Charlottesville?
7: Well, I think he's been direct over and over Uh, since then. I mean, I'll do it for him. We denounce white supremacists. We denounce Nazis like Nancy Pelosi, I denounce Antifa and their violence, that that violence is unacceptable, and that's great. Let's do it over and over again, but here's the thing. If you want to kneel down, if you want to make a million dollars a year to play cornerback or wherever Machan, who's not a star, the guy Buffalo plays, he can make his millions doing something else. He can go pick up a you know, pick he up something. And- Wait a minute, Anna. Beeps.
6: Wait a minute. He, he called these guys uh, Sons uh, of Beasts. Not- he called the the people <laughs> who were there at that neo-Nazi rally fine people. There's a big no, no, difference I, there. There's a big okay. difference. Hey, Anna.
1: Yeah, Anna. Can I jump in here? Go uh, ahead. Uh, it's stop. it's amazing to me that uh... the GOP and folks like my colleague here believe there's some connection to how much money these players make because they're talented and somehow that's a relationship between them their political opinions their first amendment right and their ability and their right to protest the way they want to protest they may be kneeling you think it's disrespecting the flag i say it's exercising their first amendment right I may not do it, but they could do something else to protest. And until America takes care of communities of color, of which many of these players come through, then you have no right or audacity to tell them how they're going to protest. Those same people that fought for this country, these same people who fought for this country, fought for them to have the right to exercise their First Amendment. And it's shameful that you would argue they must go work somewhere else. That's nonsense.
7: Anna, Anna, he's not being factually correct. He's con- he's deceiving people. Here's the No, facts. I'm
1: not. No, you're deceiving people because you 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 don't hey, want to recognize one one the, the First Amendment yeah. rights we'll of these let Ed players. his word
6: and then, and then Scott will come back. Go ahead, Ed.
1: Well, listen. If you work on a construction
7: sh- site in New York City and you kneel down. Do you want to protest against the flag or something? You'll be fired. You could be fired. Whether you make a dollar an hour, $20 an hour, or a million dollars for games, the point is a private employer has the right to say how you can act. That's what the president said. And look, the people that kneel down against the flag, there's people that die for the flag. And by the and way, they many died
1: for I, that right for them to kneel down. Oh, and the, as a I private employer, said, the president Anna, has no business director. telling a private right, employer ahead, Scott, what, what to do Angela or Bob. not to do. You hear me? Uh, These are private employers. You or the president have no right to tell these individuals how to feel and how to protest and how to respond to their own personal conditions and beliefs. Because they're athletes, they don't lose the right to have a political position or to protest. That's their God-given right. And you can't dictate to them, yes, you are. You want them fired. The president wants them fired. You can't fire them for exercising their First Amendment right. Now, if they violate some part of their contract, sure, but think about it that's a constitutional right of theirs and for you to criticize them or the president to talk about their mothers of all all people my goodness gracious it's shameful Mm. It has no place in the in the in in the dialogue on this and it shows how off-base the republicans in this white house are because when tom brady doesn't protest or protest doesn't go to the white house he doesn't get attacked but black people Black athletes get attacked by people like you and the president of this United States when they have every right to be here. He shows your private privilege and your white supremacy when you when you attack them for those reasons. Hey guys, I want to
6: get other others into the conversation here, so I, I'm going to turn to Keith and ask you about the reaction we're seeing by the NFL, specifically by Goodell, by the Players Association. What do you make of that so far?
8: I, I think it's actually one of the most interesting things about this entire. Uh, controversy that started last night with the with the president's comments in Alabama. When you have reached the point where Roger Goodell and the NFL are taking the moral high ground against the president of the United States, we've really uh, reached a very very interesting point in political yeah. discourse. I don't know if you've been paying attention in the last three or four years, but I think it's very difficult for anybody to, ar- to argue that the National Football League has been in the moral vanguard. About anything, whether you go to domestic violence, whether you talk about CTE, whether you, or even whether you talk about Colin Kaepernick or, or players' right to to protest, I'm not sure there are very many people before this morning when Roger Goodell put out his statement, uh, really defending the players in the NFL in his in his league uh, from the attack by the President of the United States, that very many people would look would have looked at Roger Goodell for leadership on an issue like this and I think that this shows you where we are in the public discourse. I also want to go back to one more point if I can. Um, This is not the first time in the history of the United States and and it's a little bit interesting to me that people are kind of acting like uh, this is a new phenomenon where African American athletes have been in, have been at the forefront of speaking out in terms of social change. This is not new. You can go all the way back to uh, John Carlos and, and Tommy Smith. You can go all the way back to Muhammad Ali. Uh, you can, who who started his career uh, as a man as, as a man by the name of Cassius Clay, and who changed his name, converted, uh, became a member of the Nation of Islam, lost his license to box, and spent many of his most productive. Uh, uh, boxing years uh, banned from the sport because the stance he took against the vietnam war you can look at kareem abdul jabbar who who was another Uh, african-american athlete who who became very very active and very outspoken in terms of civil rights issues and in terms of uh, issues important to the african-american community Mm -hmm. during his his career and many of those athletes have been vilified throughout their careers uh, not necessarily by the president of the united states but certainly by some fans of their sports who wanted them to as we hear again stick to sports and it's it's something that we've heard over and over and over again in the last few weeks and months, uh, starting with Colin Kaepernick, uh, continuing last week uh, with the President's comments about my, uh, and and, and the White House comments about my friend and former colleague Jamel Hill, and now continuing on today. Well, we expect athletes to accept any treatment that might, uh, any kind of treatment or any kind of degradation that might affect uh, them and their communities but we want them to stick to sports and what we're seeing today is professional athletes not just black athletes but prof- professional athletes all across the spectrum saying no we're not bound to stick to sports if we are attacked if you degrade us if you talk uh, take personal attacks if you talk about our mothers if we feel that the communities that we care very deeply about uh, contribute our our uh, our energy and talents to entertain and our money uh, to to support our attacked we have the right to yeah. say something and it is not okay for uh for the president or for any private ap- employer to try to abridge the right of any professional athlete or any employee or any uh, or any uh, independent contractor to be able to uh, to make whatever statement that they want to make. You don't have the right I, to do that in this. I do, I do
6: want to talk about the bigger picture here because it's not just the NFL that we are talking about today, but the president also picking a fight with Steph Curry and the Warriors, essentially turning them away from coming to visit the White House, which is, is standard because Steph Curry said he might not want to go right. um, and, and because he didn't agree with some of what he has seen by this administration. Right. Right.
2: A number of the warriors have been talking about skipping that normal visit to the White House. Uh, they were going to vote as a team, but Steph Curry says his vote will be not to go to the White House. This is part of a much broader topic. We are seeing many athletes, just like many entertainers, many business leaders, trying to avoid the Trump White House, trying to avoid being associated with Donald Trump. It is a remarkable moment in time that we're in here, that we're asking these questions, and we're asking big questions. Why is it that the president uh, is perceived to be a racist by so many Americans? Mm-hmm. And if he is perceived that way, which he is, then why does he lean into it by attacking African-American athletes like this, whether this it's is, Steph Curry yeah, or Colin Kaepernick? This, this,
6: this, Hold on just a I'm, second, Ed, go ahead, and then I'm going to read the statement I just that just came in from the Golden State Warriors. But, Ed, I'll let you respond for a moment.
7: Yeah, I'm just trying to be respectful because it's hard to interrupt, and I wanted to hear but. The, the law is very clear. When you're in your private employer, no in the presence, I'm allowed to say we think it would be better not to. We can't fire them. We can't make them stop. But that's not what the, the Constitution doesn't protect that speech. But let's be clear. If I asked you guys, if I said to my yes, panel, hey, I never met you, I would really like to buy you a cup of coffee. And the three guys are, I don't know, I can't see the panel. They said, you know, we'd like to think about it because we don't know if we like you. I you know what I would say. I'll just take back my invitation.
2: There's no reason the president Ed, of the United States should be so Why did the they president should... take a baseball bat and swing it into this hornet's nest? Why is he talking about this at all? Why is he trying to divide the
1: country like this, Ed? Because he's a divider. Because he drives this narrative
8: of race and racism in this country, but doesn't want to be held accountable for it. That's why. Anna, if I can jump in one more, one more time here. I think I, I pointed this out on, on your air a little bit earlier. Uh, one of the things that's, that, that, that's happened here Ed, is I'm that sorry, the
6: president... I'm sorry. Just, just a second, Ed. I'm so sorry. I know everybody wants to talk here. Uh, we don't want to cut anybody off, uh, but people are passionate. Keith, you first. Let me read the statement after that, and then, Ed, I'll let you react.
8: Sure. I think one of the things that's happened here is that the president has, en- has entered into a fray about sports that we rarely see other American presidents do and so it's a little yeah. bit i, I yeah. think and I don't want to attack another panelist personally but I do think it's a little bit disingenuous to say uh that to, to compare the idea of the four of us getting together for for coffee or or drink uh which to an American president breaking with tradition <laughs> with which is to invite uh, athletes to come to the White House after they've won a championship. And it is not new for professional athletes, no. some of them, to say that they don't want to come on the basis of who's in the White House. Uh, right. uh, the most famous the Which we saw happen the after NFL. the Super
6: Bowl as yeah. well when the Patriots yeah. were invited. A Patriots, a big team that the president has long time supported because yeah. of his relationships, most of, of course, yeah. with uh, the owner, with the coach, as well as with uh, their quarterback. But here's a statement from the Golden State Warriors, guys. They just responded to the president.
0: <laughs> all right we're back again and we're back live in the city of chicago broadcasting and it it's bl- it is i was going to say it's pitch black out here which it is it's raining it's gray it's cold but you know what i am not bitching because we had such a great great summer but something just popped up on my desk here it's, it's about the uh, fires in california folks uh wasteland it's a wasteland it looks like a wasteland it looks like it's been uh after you know the fires have been put out in some areas of california uh the devastation is just so hard to look at people have lost everything they've lost their homes uh, cars they've lost everything and it looks like a wasteland if you i'm pretty sure you if you turn on your television nightly news or something, local news, I'm pretty sure they're going to be showing all of these uh, uh, video clips of um, of the devastation in California. Uh, Good people, great people, wonderful people standing up in the rubble of where their homes used to stand, had was standing, and they've lost it all. Nothing, mementos, all. In some cases, they even lost life. But this is devastating. Wasteland Hundreds missing in California uh, in this blaze. I mean, some people are missing, you know, feared dead probably. I'm pretty sure. Cause if somebody's missing in this blaze, it's they're dead. You know, I mean, they, a lot of people went down with their homes. They weren't going to leave their homes. So if they didn't have a home, if their, if their homes were going to be destroyed, they say, Hey, wow, I'm going to go down with my home. I'm not going to leave it. Uh, it's, it's devastating. California is devastating. I mean, it I'm looking at a photograph here and you would think you would think that this photograph was taken somewhere in a third world country. But this is California. And what do we have? Donald Trump gets rid of climate plan while California burns and the world burns. This guy is this guy is is just so unfit it's i can't even say it say it anymore you know he doesn't give a damn about anything these people he doesn't care he doesn't care about nothing these natural disasters he doesn't give a damn he just plays the part because he's president of the united states but he doesn't really feel it in his heart and it's just devastating. These people, good people, great people, wonderful people. And as I've said earlier on the show, the, these fires, they don't care what income you are. They don't care what color you are, what your nationality is, where you're from, who you are. They just blaze on through, destroying everything. Everything. And so many people, thousands of people are homeless. They're homeless at right now. Millions of people. If you, if you counter, if you throw in the devastation in, in, in uh, Houston, Texas, Texas in general, uh, Mexico, the earthquake, the uh, devastation, uh, uh, the Caribbean islands, the Virgin Islands, uh, Florida. I mean, you're talking millions of people here who are now homeless. And what do we get from our government? Nothing. Paper towels paper towels. And uh, the other day I was hearing that Trump was defending, tossing paper towels to a crowd of people who have lost everything. That's a damn shame. How can you defend that? That's stupidity. That's dumb. That's ignorant. That's showing no empathy uh, that you don't give a damn about what's happening to other people because it's not happening to you. So you don't care nothing about, but you're the president of the United States. You are the president of the United States. And as I've said before, there's so many people out here who are crying uh, through that, who are crying, feeling depressed and feeling out of it because Trump is president. You can't do that. We have a an election coming up. We have elections coming up all around the United States. Just vote their asses out. I'm hearing in Oklahoma it's dead broke. They're dead broke. They're spending money on useless crap and not where it should be spent on infrastructure and the people. People have got to stop electing these clowns, these idiots, and these criminals to public office. You have to educate yourself on everybody who you vote, going to vote for. You just can't vote for somebody because they have a nice smile. You just cannot vote for people because they say they're going to do everything for you. You can't do that. You can't vote for people because they're cute or handsome. you got to really dig in and vet research before you give your vote to these people. they are lie because they will lie like dogs, Uh, con you like Trump did. He didn't con me because I didn't vote for him. I knew what he was about. Myself and Robert De Niro, we knew uh, what Trump uh, was about. A lot of people did not. And there are so many people who, who have voted for Trump, wish they hadn't voted for Trump, voted for this guy, because Trump doesn't give a damn if you voted for him or not. He's going to stick it to you. He's sticking it more to his own base, to the people who voted his ass in office, than he is doing it to uh, people who did not vote for him, because we kind of figured what we were going to get from him. But they didn't. They were too dumb, too stupid, too ignorant to know that Trump was conning them, making America great again. he never that never entered his mind. That was just a slogan that he threw out there, a bone, a piece of meat that he threw out to to his uninformed uh, base who swallowed it. And, America, um, and since this guy's been president, America has been going down steadily fast, nonstop, nonstop. We've got two people in office that should be thrown out on their asses. That's Donald Trump. Well, I'm going to say three. Uh, that's Donald Trump, Mike Pence, and Paul Ryan. These people are, are just destroying this country and and saying that it's all right it's okay they know this country is being destroyed they know the republicans know that the donald trump is taking this taking this country down why why don't they stop this guy some people in some areas are calling donald trump a traitor treasonous he's breaking he's breaking every law in the constitution And the Republicans are not letting him do it. They they seem like they're scared of this guy. They're afraid of Donald Trump. Some people saying, well, they're not going to get rid of him or impeach him because Donald Trump is it's about money. And they're saying that it's about money. It's about their the, the donors that are lining their pockets to why they will not get rid of Donald Trump. This is a damn shame. I mean, this is just a damn shame. This country is just falling apart, and the Republicans are sitting on their asses watching it burn. That's what they're doing, and they're not doing anything to help. They're not doing anything uh, because they don't want to. They don't want to. What they want, they, I don't know secretly, maybe not even secretly, they are voicing their displeasure for Donald Trump. A lot of these guys, they don't like Donald Trump, but yet they're failing to do something about him. I don't get that. I really don't get that. Some people say the reason why you don't get it, George, is because these guys are being paid off. They're being bought and paid for by Donald Trump. They're being bought and paid for by the NNN. NRA, they're being bought and paid for by people who line their pockets with cash. See, the majority of the voters out here, we can't line their pockets with cash the way that their donors and uh, Donald Trump is doing. So they're letting this country fall into a wasteland because they want to get their pockets lined. Wow. that I mean, it, it's a mess because uh, we just have to do something, folks. We just cannot. sit. It's up to us. It's up to the American people to do what is right, what we want for this country, not those assholes in Congress, not the Republican Party. They're not going to do anything. I know it seems like November 18 is like a thousand years away from now uh, compared to what these people in the White House are doing to the country. I know. I know. I feel it, too. But we're just going to have to sit and wait. Stop crying. Stop moaning and groaning. Stop letting this make you sicker than what you are. And I mean that in a medical sense, uh, because we have to keep our strength. We have to keep our head on straight. We have to keep ourselves healthy so we can vote these assholes out of Congress and out of these state houses. I mean, if you're living in a state where the Republicans are in control, then I I, I know what's going on. You don't have. To, I know what's going on. We just have to vote their asses out to the curb and never put in another Republican ever. We know what they're about now. They're about crap. They're about nothing. They're about destroying this country. They don't love America the way we do. There are 23, excuse me, there are 327 million people in the United States of America. And we how can we just let these few assholes in Congress destroy this entire country? Something is wrong with that. If we put our minds together, if we put our resources together, we can get these people thrown out on their asses. I mean even if even if it you know i mean this is our country and they are destroying it i mean everybody everyone in every crevice uh corner of this country knows that even if they don't want to admit it they know it we cannot stand by and let this happen it's up to us to do the job that the republicans the senators the representatives in congress will not do, refuses to do. We cannot sit back and let California burn. You know, uh, I'm, here, I'm reading right here, California wildfire evacuees just want to go home. They just want to go home. They, they were evacuated from this huge, huge, huge fire, and now these people want to go home. That's ironic, because they have no home to go to. Their homes were burned to the ground. And they're still saying that they want to go home. They are now homeless. And what is Washington doing? Not a damn thing. Making it a lot worse by ending this climate plan. And it was initiated by Obama. Anything that Obama has initiated, Trump is going to roll back. Just because Obama did it. Not because it's good or if it's it's bad. He's rolling back. He's trying to roll back everything Obama has done just because Obama done it. Uh, he implemented it. He uh, he uh, uses executive power to do these things. And Trump just want to roll back everything that Obama, if he's trying to get America to never, he's a racist. He's a racist. um. Obama is black. Trump is a racist. That's why he's doing this, rolling back everything Obama has done. He wants America to forget all about President Obama. But that's but he's going to have a hard time doing that because America will never forget Obama because Trump is so horrible and so mean and nasty and vile. People wish, are thinking of Obama more and more and more and more because of this... Asshole, we got to know, excuse my language, folks, but uh, we got to be real about this. You know, I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking at these people who have uh, lost their homes and everything in California. Okay, Santa Rosa, California, as wildfires ravage communities in Northern California, thousands who have evacuated are wondering when can they go home and others have no home to go back to. I'm hearing at least 2,000 homes were destroyed in California. This is what I've heard, 2,000 homes. Starting late Sunday, at least 22 wildfires swept through several counties, including Napa, the wine country, killing at least 21 people and injuring more than 100. As late as late as, as Wednesday. The uh, sheriff's office told told the Huffington Post that hundreds of people are still unaccounted for. Hundreds of people are still unaccounted for. They said the power outages and stuff like that, cell phone services, may be preventing people from contacting friends and relatives. This is so bad. This is so bad. I'm pretty sure Donald Trump has said something about it, but I'm pretty sure he's not going to do enough. All right. Governor uh, Jerry Brown declared a state of emergency Monday, and thousands of people have since been forced to flee their homes in a mandatory in mandatory evacuations. You know, so okay, let me revise that, folks. At least three thousand five hundred homes and businesses had been destroyed, and nearly one hundred and seventy. thousand acres burned according to uh this is just uh this is just a mess folks this is just um, that what's happening here okay we're gonna take a, a slight break and we'll be right back ladies and gentlemen the george wilder jr show has now arrived <laughs> Welcome back to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Black Talk Radio. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still uh, uh, pretty, pretty uh, kind of cool outside in the city of Chicago. I just hope it's nice wherever you are. And I've been talking about uh, the California fires. And I, I want to mention something that I said yesterday about this 81-year-old guy uh, running and finishing the Marathon. I believe it was on Sunday, running and finishing. He was 81 years old. Um, Now, that should be an inspiration, as as I said yesterday. That should be an inspiration for all all of us to uh, get healthy and stay healthy. I mean, we don't have to ache with lots of pain, you know. Um, As I have said before, I don't think um, pain pills and over-the-counter medicines are going to solve anybody's problem. Except for probably break you in terms of uh, financially. Um, I think the best way to cure pain is to exercise. I, I can hear some people saying, well, George, you're crazy. How can I, I, I hurt too bad to exercise? Well, um, um, there's no doubt about it. I think there's a few doctors out there that, that will tell you that the, the best thing for pain is uh, exercise. There is no doubt about it, and the Cubs have lost. They have lost. I believe the score is five to nothing. The National, the Washington Nationals, defeated them. They did not clinch tonight. Maybe they will clinch tomorrow. Uh, you know, so there's they they've got one more chance to do it. If they don't clinch tomorrow, then they will be eliminated. So we can just uh, stop dreaming dreaming about the World Series. But anyway, if the Cubs should lose tomorrow, I mean, it still would be a wonderful season that these guys, that these young guys have had. These guys are talented. They're bright. They're driven. I mean, and they are winners. They're young. I mean, hey, wow. Uh, And they gave us, the Cubs fans, a really, really good season. But I'm not counting them out so far. They could clinch tomorrow. And if they clinch, then they go on to the next round of the playoffs. And then if they clinch that, they go to the next round, and all of a sudden, it's the World Series. But I'm just saying, if they don't clinch tomorrow and they get eliminated and they're out of it, they still are champions uh, always in the minds of Chicago Cubs fans. That's what I'm just saying. I mean, you know, uh, and if they do end up going to this, Cup series, it's going to be crazy because this will be the second year in a row where these fantastic young men, these talented young men, these bright young men have taken <laughs> Chicago to the World Series the uh, second consecutive year in a row, in a row. I mean, these guys have talent. What can you say? They're They're driven. And I said the same thing last year when they won the Super Bowl. I mean, the Super Bowl. I mean, the World Series. I said they're a talented bunch of guys. I mean, you have to be talented to get to where the Cubs are. I mean, you don't get – if you don't have any talent, you can't get there. You have to have talent to get, get to the uh, World Series, even the playoffs. You know, today, I mean, these guys are talented. We are all proud of them. I mean, uh, every Cub fan out there is proud of the Chicago Cubs. I mean – If you're not if you're not proud of them, then that means you're not a Chicago Cubs fan. Then that's okay because you got a lot of people out here who are not baseball into baseball or at all. But, you know, but for those of us who are, you know, I mean, we're proud of these guys. I mean, they're talented. And one of the things I do know, um, people admire talent. People love talent. They admire talent. They will pay good for talent. They, I mean, you can't be talentless. I mean, uh, let me say this way you can't, if you have no talent, uh, uh, don't expect to get anywhere in the world. I mean, you have to have talent, you have to have drive, you have to have ambition to make it in life or you won't make it. And these Cubs, they have it. The Cubs have it. Let's the Bears have it. (laughs) I mean, they're going to be playing uh, this Sunday in the city of Chicago. They lost the last time they played, but who knows? But anyway, uh, the Cubs lose, and uh, I just wanted to tell the world that you know this is I'm not this is not a sports show. I'm just you know um, uh, trying to get people to think that that trying to get people to realize actually that there's more to Chicago than Chicago crime. We have we have a great baseball team. We have a great football team. They're losing, but we have a great but they're still great. Uh, they they're making some changes, but there's more up to Chicago than just what you hear on the nightly news is somebody getting blown away every night. You know, so there's more about uh, Chicago than what you might hear on the radio. We have great, great sports sports teams. All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Um, tomorrow we do have a guest. We do have a guest. And we have some great guests throughout the month. And we're going to be booking people for November. And, uh, wow, Christmas is just around the corner, folks. Christmas is just around here. Wow. I, I always loved Christmas. There's some people out there who don't celebrate it for whatever reasons, but whatever reasons they may have. But, hey, wow, I think it's great. I think it's a with all the things that are going on in the world. It's, it's time to sit back, relax, get clear your mind of all of this devastation going around the world and in America sit back and if you have a home to do that because now a lot of people do not have homes. They're out in the street. They're homeless. And I'm not talking about in the city of Chicago. I'm talking about California. I'm talking about um, California. I'm talking about Houston, Texas. I'm talking about the Caribbean. I'm talking about the Virgin Islands. I'm talking about uh, the uh, Florida Keys where people have have lost everything because of these natural disasters. People are homeless. People are out in the street. People are looking for help. And uh, we have to realize this, and we have to uh, uh, understand that uh, we are the ones who are going to help, help other people get back on their feet. I know I, I know, when you give money or, or you give your efforts and your time to situation, suddenly another situation pops up, and they're asking you for help. And then there's another situation that pops up and they're asking you for help. You wonder how many times can you go in your pocket to help people out with all of these natural disasters uh, as much as possible. But uh, if you don't have it, I mean, you know, if you don't have it, uh, give what you can, what you can. You don't have to always, you know, uh, you don't want to wind up ending up, (laughs) you don't want to end up broken homeless because you're trying to help other people who are broken broken homeless. But you know, just give what you can. You know, don't get yourself in no financial uh, uh um trouble by trying to help other people because that has happened. That has real really happened. Uh, people uh open their hearts up and give, 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 give until they themselves wind up homeless and, and broke. So you don't wanna do that and and I I can speak to one case which is uh the rapper i can't think of his name um anyway i can't think of his name right now but i probably should have it in the either later on today in, in the show or tomorrow but anyway don't put yourself in a bind trying to help others out but never never ever uh forget their plight because um uh, this is just devastating it's just devastating all right you've been listening to the george water doing the show on Block talk radio folks uh, we're gonna take a little break. This is Kellyanne. This is this is uh, actually Ring of Fire, and they're gonna be talking about Kellyanne Conway. During it's an interview
2: clip. with Politico that was posted online this week, White House advisor, White House aide, whatever you want to call her, White House spokesperson maybe, Kellyanne Conway, took a shot at her critics once again. She told Politico that her critic critics were, quote, unhappy people with poison keyboards. I guess what she's trying to say is that they're a bunch of internet trolls going out there and just saying mean old things to Kellyanne, who really isn't doing anything wrong. She doesn't understand why people are being so mean and horrible to her these days. Now according to this interview that she gave with Politico, she had explained to her children that yeah, look, mommy's going to be doing this thing. People are going to come at her. It's going to be you know, pretty ugly sometimes, but just deal with it. To be honest, that is a very good thing to tell your children. Yeah, when you're in the public spotlight, there's going to be the naysayers. But if she took the time to explain that to her children, maybe she should have taken the time to explain to her children that, hey, listen, mommy's going to have to go on TV and lie through her teeth to the American public about things that never happened. She is the one who came up with the term alternative facts. She's the one who invented the Bowling Green massacre that never happened. So I understand nobody likes to get criticized. But Kellyanne, you're inviting this on yourself. The people who criticize you, who call you out, are not unhappy people. I can tell you firsthand, I'm a very happy person. I love my life right now. But I will continue to criticize you anytime you feel the need to go on television and lie to the American public on behalf of Donald Trump. Anytime you make up a fake terrorist attack, we're going to be there, as will everybody else online. And it's not because we just dislike you. It's because we don't want you to continue to dumb down the United States. This is our civic duty, to hold you and everyone else in your White House accountable. So you may think it's fine to go out there and give these interviews and attack the people who you claim are attacking you, but the truth is, all we're doing is trying to hold you accountable, and to be honest, try to undo some of the damage that you're inflicting on the public today. There are Republicans out there in the United States today who honest to God believe that the Bowling Green Massacre was a thing, that it happened, that it was carried out by Iraqi immigrants, and that U.S. citizens died as a result of it. And that's all on you, Kellyanne. You're poisoning the public discourse. It's not the, the people who dislike you. They don't have the problems. You do. And you need to learn, and you need to take the time to teach your children that when you screw up, you do get held accountable. When you lie to hundreds of millions of people, they're going to come after you. And the only way you can make it right is to go out and apologize and try to do the right thing from that point forward. That's what you need to learn. But honestly, I don't think you ever will. You're very happy being a a, a stooge for Donald Trump. You have no problem going out in the media and just literally making things up. It must be.
0: All right, they're calling for conservatives. Conservatives are calling on Mac, uh, conservatives call on Mitch McConnell and other leaders to step down. We're not going to drain the swamp. You are the swamp. <laughs> oh, wow, this is great. I'm just not, uh, we're just about, uh, the show is just about over, but this is great. Conservative activists are calling on Republican leaders in the Senate to step down, citing Protracted inaction on Donald Trump's legislative agenda and their failure to confirm his judicial nominees at a sufficient rate. okay, this is other Republicans asking Republicans to step down. Uh, you are not going to drain the swamp. You are the swamp. Leaders of conservative groups wrote in a letter Wednesday complaining about the Senate Senate's failure. To repeal Obamacare. Okay, these are these are Republicans eating up on Republicans, controlling rising debt, curtailing access to abortion. Uh, the four-page uh, litany of grievances grievances has addressed, was addressed to five members of the GOP leadership: Majority Leader Mitch McConnell can't stand him, uh, Majority Whip John Cornyn can't stand him these guys are these guys are crooks they're aiding and abetting Donald Trump you know that's the reason why we still have Donald Trump this is why I say hold on folks we've got uh, we've got elections going on all around the country all up until November 6 Tuesday November 6th, 2018 we can get these thugs out of Washington all of them every last one of them and uh, I mean there was something on the internet the other day on the internet the other day saying turn the entire country of America blue that means vote out all of these Republicans they're all just awful awful and they're taking the world the 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 world I could I probably should say the world but they're taking America down the tubes down into the sewer the gutter and they love it even Paul Ryan, I mean, we're talking about banning, talking about gun control, banning bop what do they call it, bum stocks that turns uh, uh, ordinary weapons into automatic weapons. He's 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 soft on that. Why is he soft on that? Because he is taking money like every one of every one of them from the NRA. lying in their pockets. The NRA they're bosses, not you, not me, not the people who voted for them. It's the NRA that these guys are taking money from, and then coming out, and then coming out to the cameras and saying, "Hey, well, hold on, a, hold on a minute." I mean, you got 58 people shot and killed, 300 people wounded in Las Vegas last week, and these guys can't seem to do anything about gun control. Don't want to do it. I mean, we got Sandy Hook, all of these high school shootings and murders and killings, and these guys are just, you know, dragging their asses because they're getting paid. They're lying in their pockets, you know, they're corrupt, they're criminals, you know, so we're going to have to um, get rid of these guys. So you guys, uh, the voters out there, you hang in there, and we are all going to hang in here, and we're just going to galvanize and just vote these jackasses out of office November 6th. Twenty seventeen. Just hang in there. We can do it.
5: Heaven help the child who
4: never had a home. Heaven help the girl who walks the streets alone. Heaven help the roses. The bombs begin to fall Never,
5: never saw never help the black man if he struggles one more day Never help the white man if he turns back away Never help the man who kicks the man As a crawl i
4: i um...
0: for listening to the George Walter Junior show. Have a great evening have a great evening, everybody. Bye.